0: It's Sib. Welcome to my artist talk series, where I host contemporary photographers, bookmakers and filmmakers to be in conversation on creative practice. I also speak with curators, publishers and people who run arts organizations, all those who support and amplify visual culture. We focus on ideas, challenges and resources. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started. Hello and welcome. This is a special episode providing an overview of my exclusive interviews during Paris Photo 2022. Paris Photo remains the largest international fair devoted to lens based art. This is my eighth time attending the fair and in lieu of bringing an insider's guide group to the fair as I have in the past, I decided to bring the fair virtually to those interested in getting a glimpse of this rich resource. I compiled a five-segment package called Paris Photo in Your Pocket to share a sib-style Behind the scenes experience. I interview gallery directors, exhibiting photographers, and book artists. I dive into the special initiatives at the fair, including L Times Paris Photo, addressing gender parity, and the Curiosa section, which celebrates emerging photographers. I report live from the announcements of the Aperture Paris Photo Book Awards, and I share the outside exhibitions and panel discussions I attended. Paris Photo is a vibrant piece of the global visual culture conversation. I have been back in the US for three weeks and I am still unpacking the impact of the fair. Chronicling all the resources and integrating the new relationships I discovered. My Paris photo in your pocket package is available for purchase and features five hours of downloadable curated content and has links to visuals and PDFs compiled from my full on five days at the fair. In this episode, I give an overview, an introduction to the multiple resources I am so excited to now have, and I am thrilled to share and amplify them with you here. If you wish to learn of the trends, see the current exhibition options, and discuss all things Paris Photo, I am holding a Zoom presentation called Paris Photo in the rear view mirror. Links are on my episode page and on my website. So for now, I encourage you to get comfortable, grab the beverage of your choice, coffee, bubbly, or chocolate show, and join me in these highlights. Here are a few facts to provide context on the size and scope of Paris Photo. It hosts 183 exhibitors, sharing the work of over 1,660 artists. In addition, there are 30 publishers and all of these hail from 31 countries. The fair moved to a temporary location as the Grand Palais is under extensive renovation. In its second year, in this downsized space, it welcomed the 35th edition of Paris Photo. I believe this year was a highly focused, somewhat more narrow, yet deep experience. I was introduced to the work of Sean McFarland by Chris Grunder of Casemore Gallery in San Francisco. My introduction to Sean was enhanced by my talk with Chris and is an example of the serendipitous find I always encounter at the fair. Sean's work took up two full walls and drew me in by way of its vibrant turquoise color and this uncertainty of mine, what exactly am I looking at? 4.5 billion years, a lifetime is a series of photos, drawings, and cyanotypes investigating the unfathomability of our human experience in relation to time, science, and nature. McFarland innovates and animates the space between what we see and what we think we see. I was excited to reunite with Florencia Giordana Braun of Rolf Art in Buenos Aires. We met in 2013 when Florencia was the first Latin American gallery to exhibit at Paris Photo. I distinctly recall her bold choices of mixed media at her inaugural exhibit, one grounded in the space between fine art and documentary. This year, her solo show consists of thematic groupings of the poetic work of fellow Argentine photographer, Adriana Bastido, known in part for her iconic image of a protesting mother holding her toddler, both in white headscarves with raised fists, and each having a matching expression of anger and outrage as they were protesting with the mothers of the disappeared at the Plaza de Mayo. I learned about the intentionality of Les work informed by her experience of visiting her father in prison as a child. I was excited to learn that the Boston MFA is expanding its acquisition of this artist's seminal work. Julian Sander has been a friend since we met during his exhibition of Sean Hemmerly's work, Them, at a previous Paris photo. Sean and Julian were on my very first photo book book groups to discuss Sean's work and their subsequent book, which they published in collaboration. This year, Julian masterfully installed the expansive and intimate work of Rosamond Fox Solomon, who at 92 years of age was a vibrant part of the fair. She gave a heartfelt interview with Sarah Meitzer as part of the platform series. I had the occasion to be in the booth before the fair opened with Rosamond and Julian. And I was so impressed by her kindness, wit, and her unassuming authenticity. She has always been about the work and the inherent power of the photograph. I love how innovative Julian has been in how he exhibits and his purposeful layering of the concept and context in what and how he shows. Here, he created a playful installation of her carnival work on one wall while creating a cave-like experience of encountering Rosamond's powerful AIDS portraits. My conversation with Julian, per usual, covered a lot of ground. We touched on NFTs, which is fitting, as I believe Julian's vision goes in the historical direction in equal measure to that facing the future. Another example of the spontaneous encounters possible at the fair was how I engaged with a new to me and to Paris Photo Gallery from Budapest, Hungary. Tubi Gallery exhibited the work of two women lens-based artists who uniquely engage with constructed visions. Co-founders and directors, Tomas Opitz and B. Pushkas created a vibrant conversation between the artists' themes echoing across very different treatments and output decisions. I first interviewed British artist Daphne Talmore who generously shared her evolving creative practice and who also signed my copy of her monograph, Constructed Landscapes. I returned to ask Tomas to describe how they chose to highlight these two women and create this conversation. Upon my return, I had the opportunity to meet and interview Hungarian artist Anna Fabrikas. I learned of her earlier work, The Tigress of Housekeeping. We discussed the conversation that was existing in these two women's work. And she spoke of how her parenting became integral to her creative process and the work exhibited entitled 100 Words and Seven Things. The Stephen Dater Gallery of Chicago has an impressive roster of artists. And in this exhibition included a wall of Dawood Bay's images, printed by Digital Silver Imaging. I was excited to have the opportunity to interview South African artist, Gary Schneider on his series, Heads. A large scale image of his spouse, John Erdman, introduces the series with an image taken in 1989. This work has evolved over the past decades in chronological segments. All of them follow a strict protocol that speaks to Gary's interest and education in filmmaking. He has innovated a way to bring movement and performance into a still image. I am eager for his book of this series, which is pending publication. When I encountered the work exhibited by deepest, darkest gallery from Cape Town, South Africa, I knew I needed to talk to the artist. Gallery director Dion Redman featured the work of South African photographer, Barry Saltzman. This work entitled, How to See the World, A A Century of Genocide was first shown at Unseen Amsterdam. Rather than straight documentation, Saltzman utilizes a manner of capturing the landscapes of sites of genocide with tools of abstraction. He captures in a single frame the essence of movement and in their haunting beauty, his images reflect our veiled view as witness. He chronicles how the land moves on as do we, covering our complicity. His intention is to connect the reality of the past with the open possibility and hope of a future free of such dark truths of violence. Timothy Persons is a Paris photo fixture and a reoccurring juror for the fair. He is an American who has lived in Finland where he developed the Helsinki School and is now co-director of his, well, he's always been co-director, but now his gallery is based in Berlin, Persons Project. Specializing in modern Nordic art, his central focus is how conceptual photography investigates new ways of thinking, seeing, and knowing. Timothy focused on the historiography of Finnish photographer, Tina Itkonen. She chronicles the impact of climate change on the remote villages and their ice subsistence hunters in Greenland. I was fortunate to participate in Tokyo Photo in 2013. And I maintain relationships with colleagues that I met then, and I sustain them through fairs like Paris Photo. Vanessa Franklin is a Parisian based in Hong Kong and the co-founder of Boogie Woogie Photography. We had a terrific catch-up session and in it, She shares her varied roles, which have gone from fashion photographer to gallerist and as an artist representative. Her efforts have resulted in a section on photography within the Fine Art Asia Fair. She shared the latest monograph by Takeshi Shikama, Contemplations, a beautiful compilation, of platinum prints of his forest roamings. The best part of the Aperture Bash to celebrate the Book Awards ceremony was meeting French-born, Brooklyn-based photographer, Carolyn Marduk. The next day, we sat on a bench to discuss her work on the recent release of the Aperture book, Revolution is Love a year of Black trans liberation. Caroline immersed herself in this activist movement, part protest and part celebration of Black trans love. She and 23 other photographers visually recorded the weekly gatherings at the Stonewall Inn holding space for shared trauma, expressions of joy, and offering a place for healing. I was introduced to New York photographer, educator and book artist, Phyllis Galembo when she forwarded a copy of one of her seven books. We met in person at the Datst Press booth to discuss her latest monograph, Soto. A documentarian fascinated by masquerades masks and ritual, she has followed African rituals across the continent and through the diaspora. Soto takes us into and under a sacred waterfall in Haiti, a spiritual place with a rich history of forgiveness and blessings. Armed with several point and shoot waterproof cameras, loaded with black and white film, she miraculously captures this holy site's verve and magical energy. I had the exceptional good fortune to have a moment when my friend and colleague, Brooklyn born and raised documentary and portrait photographer, Layla Amadoula Barian, introduced me to the powerhouse founder, and director of Gallery No. 8, based online in Brussels, Belgium. Marie Gomez Tristisi is focused on the Black aesthetic and the role of representation, identity, and belonging. As gallery director, she is interested in linking the political with a visual poetry of empowerment. Marie blends music, fashion, and photography with bold assertion. Her gallery was invited by the curator, Holly Roussel, to be in the Curiosa section of the fair. She captivated my attention with her bold use of color and graphic salon style presentation in her gallery. Highlighting emerging artists. The Curiosa section featured 16 galleries from nine countries, exhibiting 17 artists from 12 countries. This year, it was divided into three capsules that explored interdisciplinary practices, experimental and conceptual approaches to image construction, new self-portraiture featuring we're focusing on personal history and intersecting identities, and current landscape photography. Marie and I spoke of her growing roster of artists, plus her creative output decisions in exhibiting the solo work of photographer, David Uzo Chukwu. I have relished participating in L times Paris photo, This is the fifth year of the initiative supported by the French Ministry of Culture to address gender equity in photography. Curated by Italian curator, Frederica Ciochetti, known on Instagram as the photo captionist, it takes a layered, intentional approach. Frederica called Seventy-seven images and books featuring the work of women who had not previously been featured in L Times Paris Photo. Her decision to include the book section was intentional, as she states in the booklet, quote, "Because it seems that for women, it is easier to be published than represented by a gallery." End quote. L Times Paris Photo is literally a path within the fair. A booklet of the work with relevant research data is available and there was a full day of platform panels addressing issues of equity and celebrating new narratives. A few statistics this initiative compiled reflect gender issues in France. This past year, 54% of all photography students were women. In 2019, 38% of photographers were women with 73% of them under 40 years of age. The 2022 edition of Paris Photo exhibits 32% of women, including nine of the 25 solo exhibits. The Curiosa section represents 41% women. We are inching forward. I was excited to listen to Fiona Rogers in her new role as curator of the Victoria and Alberts Parasol Foundation Trust. It supports women's photography across acquisitions, research, education, Public programs. And I have always had my ear to the groundbreaking work of Fast Forward Women in Photo, the research project engaging with women and non binary people across the globe. I'm excited to get my hands on my copy of their new book, Putting Ourselves in the Picture. The publisher section of the fair was at times impassable. Especially during the Aperture Paris Photo Book Awards. For my Paris Photo in Your Pocket package, I recorded these announcements live. I would direct you to the Aperture website to familiarize yourself with the impressive shortlisted books and the highlights of the winners in their three annual categories First Photo Book photo book of the year and photography catalog of the year. I would also direct you to my previous podcast episodes with short list artists, Jess Dugan and Yelena Yemchuk. Please see the Aperture site and look for the special section devoted to books by Ukrainian artists. In my limited spare time, I made it to a handful of the offerings outside the fair. It is my practice to embrace the fact I cannot get to all the signings, panels, openings, parties, other book and photo fairs because they are all concurrent. So in my final component of this podcast, I will briefly share the outside Paris photo events I did attend. Always my first stop is the Paris-based Maison Européenne de la Photographie, or MEP, short for the European House of Photography. Its three floors held a retrospective of the multimedia work of Ukrainian photographer Boris Mikhailov. Ukrainian diary is his challenging, exquisite and poetic work. He was born in 1938 and he's considered one of the most influential contemporary artists from Eastern Europe. He has created experimental work exploring socio-political issues for over 50 years. Unframing colonialism is a small exhibit at the Pompidou Center. Consisting of images taken from their collection. The intention is to open a conversation between the anti colonial activists, the surrealists, and to exhibit the contradictions of these constructed narratives from this time frame. Polycopies. It is another favorite haunt a three story barge on the Seine that houses a highly curated selection of global booksellers. I've enjoyed watching it flourish and it is now spilled over to a large tent and has increased its programming and book signings to fill it. As a result of my artist talk with Matt Johnston on his incredible resource, Photobooks End, I was introduced to Tasman Green of manual editions. Tasman is a British book artist interested in sustainability and she is extremely creative in how she pushes the boundaries of the book as an object. Her handcrafted books are sold in editions similar to photographers and increase as the finite number are sold. While I tried to be very judicious in my Paris photo book buying, I was happy to bring a special edition of her work home to my book library. I hope to host Tasman on a future artist talk to learn more about her passion for the ecological impact of books and to learn about the sustainable photo book publishing network. Photo Saint-Germain is a multi-week festival that takes over this left bank neighborhood to celebrate photography. Over 70 exhibition spaces are involved and many host panels and activities. I was able to attend a panel and exhibition hosted by the San Francisco-based nonprofit advocacy organization, Catchlight called The Change We Want to See. It was a collaborative effort exploring innovations in visual journalism and photography as a vehicle for social change. I encourage you to visit the Catchlight website and look for their dispatch from Paris photo page and give a listen to these rich panel discussions. As some of you may know, I had or have had a fashion career. I studied in Paris while studying at the Fashion Institute of Technology. So of course I had the chance to visit my favorite section of the Louvre, the one dedicated to the decorative arts. I was delighted to take in, shocking, a retrospective of the Italian surrealist designer Elsa Schiaparelli. This multimedia display wove an electrifying thread from her avant-garde creations to the current output of her regenerated house of fashion. She remains a personal hero as proof of the substantive influence of clothing as part of our socio-political landscape. And a final stop was to visit the black and white self-portrait series of Italian artist, Veronica Mechia. We met at a previous opening during Photo Saint-Germain when I was captivated by her handmade books. Based in Paris, I learned she was mentored by my friend, photographer Arno Minkinen. I discovered she and Arno have collaborated and she appears in several of his photographs. In her latest series, Nature is a Temple, you see the echo of Arno's influence as Veronica puts herself in relationship to the landscape. As has been noted, I am a glutton for image consumption and truly Paris photo is my favorite feast. It brings together people passionate about the medium as a vehicle of self-expression and a powerful tool of cultural education, enrichment and provocation. I appreciate your listening to my very condensed version of my recent experience. Should you wish to delve deeper, please consider purchasing my five hours of curated content in Paris Photo in your pocket. And lastly, I invite you to my hour long Zoom meeting called Paris Photo in the Rearview mirror. Partly because it takes time and hindsight to pull out all the resources and to detect the trends and themes of the global visual culture conversation that is evident at Paris Photo. I will share in this presentation the specific trends, finishing options, installation and exhibition ideas that I saw at this year's fair. Information on this is available on my website under happening now on the navigation and attend on the drop-down. I'm excited to continue providing insightful information on contemporary photography and the photo book making process. We will conclude our fall series with guests Jennifer Garzon Kuhn and Odette England on their collaborative project and book, Past Paper, Present Marks. We will be joined by Susan Bright as one of the essayists in this book. We have a full roster planned for the new year and I look forward to sharing all of it with you. Aviento.